What's up, everyone? NFL Week 4 is here. This is your DraftKings First Look lineup. My name is Kevin Allen, a.k.a. The Geek, from the FS Army. And every week, early in the week, we like to take a look at the DraftKings salaries for the week, see what's going on, take a look at the games, and just get, get the blood flowing, get the juices flowing for the week. Now, Week 3 was epic. It was epic for DFS Army. It was epic for the video breakdown. I mean, we get Tank Dell and, and uh, uh, Keenan Allen and Mike Williams all in the nuts lineup, all in the first look from NFL Week 3. And I thought that it would be a cool idea to kind of like show some of the DFS Army wins that came. And, and this is what happens when you smash your projection smash and we're on top of the best guy. people. I had... Um, Tank Dell is a core play this week at 3,600. We have another play like that coming up, but congrats to Nolan P723, Wall of Champions at DFS Army. I'm just going to go through some of this. Kevin Shiv almost took down the uh, Sunday Blitz here. Almost got there, but 20K winner. Wall of Fame, Wall of Champions. Frank will gore you, crushing. 70K winner. Gambler almost took this one down. I, I had to mention it, though, because Gambler made an awesome lineup with uh, Gambler 5555, had that incredible lineup with both Mostert and, and that's the crazy part, and A-Chain in it with Tua. It was a crazy lineup. Ends up, um, this would have been, uh, I think, third place in the Millie Maker, so pretty pretty good effort in the Minimax here. Um, DFS Accountant taking one down, Thursday Night Million. Um and I, I just needed to show this screenshot. Now, obviously, these aren't big numbers, but I wanted to congratulate not just Jared Hooper, but um, Jabithos23. You just don't see this. First, second, third, fourth, sixth, seventh. And, and what's crazy is, and, and the next screen, <laughs> what's crazy is all of these scores were good enough to win the big contest on Sunday. All of these would have taken down, um, where is it? would have taken down this one right here. So the Sunday Blitz, 204.72, the winner. And, of course, everybody crushed it in the um, in the Hail Mary. So congrats to all the big DFS Army winners from NFL Week 3. That's what happened. I mean, we nailed it. So really good stuff. Um, more, that's just a, a, a little smattering of, of the Wall of Champions screenshots from this week. It was really, really awesome. Just epic. It feels good. Feels good. So... We're going into week four, and I'm going to tell you right now a little spoiler alert. We are chock full of spectacular plays. Um, I got a ton of them, all the different salary levels, and some incredible games. So before we actually run through the DraftKings stuff here, I want to bring up some of the uh, game tiles just to just to give a quick run-through, a little run-through. A um, little run-through of some of these games. It looks like there is a... Uh, London game or something going on in another country, Falcons, Jaguars. That one's off the main slate. And the slate starts off with an incredible game between the Dolphins and the Bills, two spectacular offenses. Bills are at home for this one, 53 and a half point total. Uh oh. Boner alert. I'm excited. I'm excited for that one. Um, so this is a, a build-around game. Dolphins the Bills. Dolphins have been spectacular, unstoppable on offense thus far. And the Bills are the Bills, so we'll see. Dominance in the uh, AFC East on the line here. That should be exciting. Uh, Broncos of the Bears. Bear, you know, two horrible teams, but the Bears' defense is specifically epically bad. And Broncos, they just quit last week, so who the hell knows what's going to happen. That's a wild card game, 45.5 point total. Um, we got the Ravens and the Browns in a kind of an ugly one. We can pretty much uh, avoid most of the pieces, 41-point total there. 
uh, Bengals at the Titans. Another probably ugly game is my guess um, with Joe Burrow still banged up. Although you have to always pay attention to pass catchers against the Titans. Um, Rams at the Colts. That, that's an interesting game too. I, I have to say this one is in play because Richardson is back. And I've been talking about this. Basically at this point, Richardson is an every week must play. So he will be in the QB mix for sure. He's an every week must play. He's just too good what he's doing. Um, and he's too runny. He's too good. He's going to score. He's going to have massive games. I don't know if this is the week, but he's in the mix. And actually, I love one of his wide receivers this week. So it'd be an interesting alternative to stacking that main sort of hype game to look at one, to look at maybe a Richardson stack. And we'll be talking about that throughout the week. Bucks at the Saints here. Um, Jameis Winston probably going to be at the helm for the um, for the Saints. Sometimes that leads to good things, but this is a pretty low total, so not a very sexy game uh, with a 40.5-point total. Uh, Commanders, Eagles, again, 44-pointer. Eagles, another win. They just look unstoppable right now, and I think that they keep rolling in this game. Not sure I need too many pieces from it. We'll take a look, though. There is one piece that really stands out to me, and uh, we'll talk about that. Um, Vikings at the Panthers. The 0-3 Vikings, what's going on over there, right? Panthers 0-3, understandable. I don't know if uh, Andy Dalton will be starting. If Andy Dalton's starting again, there are spots on the Panthers that I'm interested in. You know, people made fun of me in, in the comments. I, I should have it here last week when I said Andy Dalton at the helm is much, much better for the for the Panthers pieces. And we played Thielen this week, and he absolutely smashed. That was one of those plays that we, we got on as soon as Andy Dalton was the starter. You know, it was an alternate to tank double. We had so many cheapies this week. This Pat in week three. I hope we can pull this off again. I've, I've identified a few. We'll get into them. That I hope we can pull this off again where we actually now. We weren't expecting that big game from Dell. We are just looking for value at 3,600. We got a lot more than that, and that's how people win tournaments, right? Um, Steelers at the Texans, 40-point total, pretty gross game. Um, not super interested outside of some bargain pieces from the Texans. Uh, you know, the second biggest total on the uh on the main slate is this Raiders Chargers game and I think it 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 has some some legs so that's a game to keep an eye on as well Devontae Adams of course and um you know maybe Josh Jacobs finally has a good game on that side on the Chargers side there are some pieces with Mike Williams out um you know Keenan Allen elevated to super elite play but also Josh Palmer will be an interesting play this week we'll have to take a look at um if Eckler doesn't come back I think the pass catchers for the Chargers very very much I'm interested in them um, and I'm not sure if it's going to be Quentin Johnson, the rookie. I think, I think it's, um, you know, of course, Keenan Allen. And I think, um, Palmer, um, Patriots and Cowboys, ugly, ugly game, 42 point total Cardinals 49ers, you know, not really interested there at all outside of maybe 49ers defense. So, um, that's going to do it for the game cards and let's jump into the DraftKings salaries and we'll go position by position. And we're going to build a sort of sample First look lineup as we always do. Last week's first look lineup, actually. Ooh, get this out of here. Spoiler alert. Um, but last week's first look lineup actually crushed as well. But um, for the most part, the idea here is let's go through the positions, get a feel for each one, get a sense of who's in play early in the week, um, talk through some some strategies and, and whatnot, and we'll throw a first look lineup up on the screen just for uh, shits and gigs. So... Um, without further ado, before before I go further, make sure you hit that like button, subscribe to the channel. And if you are not subscribed to DFS Army as a DFS Army VIP 
um, access to all of our tools, the cheat sheets, all that great stuff, you can do so. Link in the description below. You get 10% off with my code, Geek. And part of the difference, part of the reason you see these wonderful screenshots and, and members uh, using our tools to take down tournaments week after week is because we we do a lot of teaching in DFS Army. It's really different from other sites uh, that just kind of leave you on your own or or just have their pros showing big wins or whatever where our members win. The difference is we really teach. I, I do a ton of live streams where I show how to set up the optimizer. We just did one for the two-game slate um, this past Monday. And, of course, we had a ton of takedowns, uh, top finishes as well. I'm, I'm you know, we'll show those screenshots on Thursday, but a um, ton of that as well. And, and I, I really do think that teaching how to use the tools is helpful. So make sure you check that out. And if not, at least you've subscribed. Hit that notification bell and all that good stuff here in the channel. All right, so starting at, at with the QB position. Right at the top, of course, we have Josh Allen, who's part of that spectacular uh, Miami at Buffalo game. Now, he is the home, he is the favored team, but um, Allen is in play, but so is Tua. I, I don't care which way you go here. Uh, both of these quarterbacks are super in play in this particular game. So if we plugged in Josh Allen, the most expensive QB on the slate, it's not my favorite way to start one of these, but I think it, it's justified, right? Herbert in that secondary game against the Raiders and also a pretty good total. I'm not sure this is the way I want to go, although Herbert's kind of easy to stack at this point because there's really just Keenan Allen and and uh, Palmer with him, so it's it's very stackable. Or, or Gerald Everett actually got a, got a little raise in snap count as well, so he's very stackable. Um, he's in play for me. Uh, Lamar, I'm probably going to, Avoid this week, although, you know, he finally did have a nice uh, fantasy day last week. A lot of rushing yards. Had to get that bonus, two rushing touchdowns to get to this 32 fantasy point number. I don't. I just don't think you're going to see that very frequently. I think this will be more of a defensive slugfest between divisional opponents. So I'm I'm out on that one. Um, Tua, though, oh, yeah. Love Tua. Love Tua this week. Love Tua every week. I love Tua, 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 Tua. I just, it's great. Tua is very easy to stack. Um, Tariq Waddle was out last week. Um, this past week we had the crazy game with Devon A-Chain and Raheem Mostert. I'm not chasing that per se, but A-Chain is really somebody to keep an eye on and Mostert, you know, he's looking the best he's ever looked, but he, you know, he's looking the best he's ever looked, but now he's got a backfield mate. So they're going to be splitting touches. I'm less excited about the running back combo than I was last week. Of course, I wasn't on A-Chain, but I, I, we were all over Mostert last week. I think he was the the might have been the running back we used in the in the lineup here. So we loved Mostert last week. I, I'm going to be a little bit lighter on that duo this week after that smash that they put up. Um, continuing on, I'm not really into Cousins on the road. Um, Richardson though, Anthony Richardson now is an every week play. If he's in the game, we're playing him. That's it. That's it. Playing him. And I love some of the wide receivers that to pair him up with. I, I you know Pittman's fine, but Josh Downs very good. So um, Richardson in the game, we're playing. That's simple. Justin Fields, ugh, terrible. What a disaster. What's going on in Chicago? It's a fucking nightmare. Um, Joe Burrow, I I'm not super excited about Burrow with the busted. Um, yeah, it just it's not pretty with him with the busted uh, ankle situation. So I'm just gonna avoid it for now. I don't want to waste too many lineups on that guy. Um, Dak Prescott, no, I don't use him. Uh, Deshaun Watson is a pass as well. Brock Purdy, no. Why not? Why not, Keith? Why don't you like Brock Purdy? For 5,900 in a blowout spot, they're going to lean on the run. 
Elijah Mitchell probably tear it up late in that game. I'm not interested in Purdy here. Um, Russell Wilson at Chicago. I mean, I don't, I don't think Russell Wilson, somebody I, I want to mess with too hard, but he's been fine this year and Chicago's defense is horrific. So maybe I'll have him in my tournament mix, the, the GPP mix this week. Um, Cause Chicago's so bad. CJ Stroud actually um, played some, a uh, bunch of CJ Stroud lineups last week and they were pretty good. Not going to complain. Put up a 20 for the price, 4X, it was fine. But, um, you know, I don't think Stroud is is in a great spot here, to be honest, um, against Pittsburgh. So I'm probably going to avoid him this particular week as well. Uh, There's really nothing else here of interest. Maybe Jameis Winston, if you want to get crazy, get like a little bananas. Maybe Dalton, if you want to go nuts. But like at the cheap levels, Dalton actually produced a tournament winning score last week. Um, Dalton is gross, but. They're playing Minnesota, and good things happen in Vikings games when you use players against their defense. So rocking the Vikings purple this week. So you know what's up um, if Dalton starts. But actually, we don't know if he's going to play. Uh, won't play Sunday, expected back for week four. So if it goes back to Bryce Young, then, you know, we're out on that. Forget it. All of that's done. So assuming that Bryce Young is expected to play, we're out on that. All right, so I loaded in Josh Allen here. I want to just plug in a cheap defense. Uh, cheap, semi-viable defense for now in this lineup so we can move off of that. But I will talk through the defenses here. Um, you know, Cardinals, no, you can't play them. Uh, Raiders, no. Washington, no. Panthers is going to be the cheapest viable right here. And, you know, Vikings make mistakes, and I don't love it. It's not my favorite, but what are you going to do, right? Um, I want a cheap one. But just to quickly talk through the defenses, there's a couple that are legitimately interesting here. Um, you got to pay up a little bit to get to even a mildly interesting one, but certainly Baltimore, I guess at 3,200, not my favorite. Um, saints are interesting. They're going up against Jameis pick Sixton. So, you know, they're at home against pick Sixton. That's fine by me. Uh, Vikings. Absolutely. Now that, uh, now that Bryce young will be back for this game, we can play the Vikings Titans at home. Against a hobbled burrow, yes, these are playable spots. Saints, Titans, absolutely in play. Of course, the Broncos on the road at Chicago because Fields has been so horrific that you have to play teams against them. Interesting, and um, you know, Cowboys maybe for a bounce back spot at home. I don't mind that. Uh, Eagles against Washington, sure, why not? And of course, 49ers, but I'm not paying 4700 for a defense. So what else, right? So at this point, we're just going to punt down to Carolina and let's talk running back. And we'll go through, through this uh, position group again. In order to make a Josh Allen lineup, to be clear, we're, we're choosing the most expensive QB on this one. So I'm going to be limited at some position groups and running back. I'm probably not going to be able to plug in Christian McCaffrey in what is probably a smash spot, but it's not my favorite. Uh, it's a little too expensive, a little too blowouty for my taste. Uh, Tony Pollard, good spot, whatever. Josh Jacobs, also good spot, fine. Derrick Henry, I was not my guy this year. Um, Mostert, absolutely smashed last week. And, you know, the salary's up and all that. He's certainly playable here and, and would make sense in a Josh Allen sort of uh, lineup as a comeback piece. So, you know, he'll, he'll be in the mix this week for sure. Um, Jared Cook can be stacked. James Cook, sorry. James Cook can be stacked. What the hell's Jared Cook, the old tight end? James Cook can, can be stacked with 
Josh Allen, right? It's no problem. Uh, he, he does get some targets. He's probably, if he's ever going to score a touchdown, it's probably going to be via the pass. They pull Cook out of the game anywhere near the goal line. He comes out, in comes Lats Murray or some other plotter to try to s- smash it in. At some point, that will change, and they'll be like, you know what, let's just keep cooking the game. It's similar to how the Chargers eventually just started keeping Eckler in the game around the goal line, and Eckler became a scoring machine, a touchdown machine. Well, I think Cook is going down that path. I'm not sure this is the week, but I don't mind him in this lineup uh, with Josh Allen. I'm not going to do it, but I want to make sure that I said it so that if it happens, you know, that we talked about it. Like, he is absolutely in play, and he will be in some of my lineups, even with Josh Allen. Um, All right, so who are we going to plug in? A couple spots that are interesting. The return of Kamara this week. Okay, uh, I don't think that's how I want to go. I'm not ready to sort of jump on board week one, but, uh, you know, worth a mention. Uh, Kyron Williams is interesting to me. You know, if the Rams can make this a game, the Raiders, the Rams, what am I saying? If the Rams can make a game of this, I think Kyron Williams can be a big part of it. And, you know, he still gets almost all the touches for the team. So that spot's interesting for me. Zach Moss is interesting. Listen, you cannot deny the amount of work that this guy had the last couple of weeks, but most of that did happen when Richardson went out still uh, after Richardson left the game, but you can't deny the workload they're, they're piling on Maul. He's pretty much an every week startable guy for now. Um, another one that's interesting, at least somewhat is Alexander Madison. He was one of my favorite running back plays last week. He did fine. 17.5 on 58, 6, 12, 18. He got about three X. So, so didn't quite um, get what we wanted last week. Needed the touchdown. Didn't get in the end zone. Had a lot of chances though. Blew a lot of chances, but I think this is a better game spot. Now, I don't necessarily want to play a running back against my defense, but this is a good spot for Madison. The problem is if Cam Akers starts getting worked in to this lineup next week, we just we won't get these touches and it will blow it. So uh, I'm, I'm less excited because of the danger of Cam Akers coming in. Now, we got to talk about DeAndre, uh, De- uh, Devon A-Chain and what he did last week, right? Uh, 18 carries, 200 yards. I think this kid is the real deal. I really do. But at the same time, much like when we're looking at UFC fighters that are new to the UFC, right? And they've only fought cans. He effectively has only fought a can. And that can is the Broncos defense from last week, which couldn't stop anybody. So what happens? Is he really that good? Or was that a a temporary thing? And will he get enough touches to even be relevant? You know, I think he's in the mix this week, but that's not where I'm going with this one. Instead, I'm going to plug in DeAndre Swift, who he is equally as good, just super electric player. The the clear-cut best running back in Philadelphia. This is somewhat of a blowout spot, but I think Swift can give us enough to uh, get. I mean, listen, this was a blowout right here. This Tampa game and Swift got you 17.8 at 5,700. It's a comfortable number. I think um, he didn't, he did not even get in the end zone. So if a touchdown is scored, that's a 24. That's all I can ask. If you have a running back where they're going to get you 4X with just one one touchdown, understand or 4.5X with just one touchdown most likely, that's what we want in DFS because that one touchdown game will happen maybe 50% of the time, right? The two touchdown game, you you might only get that 
10% of the time, but the guys who, or 20% of the time, depending on that running back, the, the ones who need to do two touchdowns in order to get in that nuts lineup, um, the more expensive ones, I think they're actually higher risk. So I, I like Swift here. Um, of course, it is noteworthy that they did work um, the other running back into the game. And and um, I can't even remember his name. That's right. I erased his name from my memory. Uh, where is he? Kenny Gainwell, right? They worked Gainwell into the lineup this past week, and he got 14 touches as well. So it's not like Gainwell is it, 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 that Swift will get all of the work, but he's just so good. Uh, I like him. I'm plugging him in right there. Now, continuing on through the running back situation, and, and it's a good matchup, and you know, the team's favored at home. That's where you want that running back, right? So, um, continuing on, Rashad White really not producing big games at all. Uh, part of the flaw of this Bucks team is they just can't run the football. So, I don't necessarily want to go there. Oh, I'll tell you where I do want to go, and it's a little scary. Javante Williams against against the the Bears. Now, the volume has not been there. It's been there on it at, at times. So, you know, six targets week one, a couple targets weeks two and three, uh, 11 carries, 12 carries. It's hard to trust him to get more than that 13, 14 touch level. And so, you know, it's just a dangerous spot. I'm not sure. I, I don't want to pull the trigger there. Uh, we will we will pop up to where we're going to pull the trigger on in a minute. But um, Najee Harris, no. And even in this great matchup, he's just not, you know, eh. He's just unsexy. I'm, I'm not interested in Najee. Um, you know, Jerome Ford actually kind of did a lot worse than, than uh, you know, the, the volume wasn't really what I was hoping for for Jerome Ford last week. Not going to lie. It wasn't great. It wasn't great. And it's not like this matchup is all that much better. So I'm interested in Ford, but, you know, with caution, Kelly is dead to me at this point. He's dead. Dead to me. Dead to me. And continuing on through the running back position, there's really no one here that um, excites me all that much. So we are going to plug in. We're going to plug in Williams for now. Volume guy, 6K. But um, I don't mind Mostert at 6,500. We're going to see if we have some salary for that left over. And Madison is okay here as well, assuming that we don't think that somehow Cam Akers takes over. Like, as long as Cam Akers not taking over, we could plug Madison back in. And I kind of want to plug him in here because of that matchup is so good. So, you know what? We'll plug him in. All right. Let's talk. Let's take a look at the wide receiver position. And again, there are studs all over the place. And now, of course, the top dog this week for me is going to be Tyreek Hill. Tyreek Hill, what a, you know, 11 targets, nine targets, 15 targets. He's just a target machine. They work him in everywhere, even in this insane 70 to 20 blot. And by the way, I have never seen a game that scored 70 points for one team. I think that was the highest scoring um, output that I've ever, that I can recall. I haven't seen if a record was broken yet, but oh my goodness, what a game. But, you know, nine tar 11 targets, he's just a beast. So if we can afford Tyreek Hill at 9,200, we're going to squeeze him in, right? We, this is a Josh Allen lineup, so Stefan Diggs always going to be a good a good play here as well. Um, comfortable to plug him in with Allen, get that stack going, a little bit of correlation. So I'm just going to plug him in for now. Again, we're going to see if we can correlate as much as possible in this lineup in this particular game. But Allen's fine. Continuing on through the wide receiver position, though, Devontae Adams good spot against the, uh, the Chargers, sure. 
Keenan Allen in an elite spot. All right, Mike Williams gets hurt. And now Keenan Allen, who has already been smashing, uh, is going to be set up for another potential smash day. Um, as long as Eckler remains out, Keenan Allen and, and all of these pass catchers continue to crush. So, you know, we kind of identified this trend a few weeks ago. Eckler was sucking up one to two touchdowns a week for the Chargers. Now that he's not there, at least for the next two, and especially with Josh Kelly being as horrific, horrifically bad as he is, that leaves the passing game for the Chargers where the points are coming from. A lot of people say, you know, you can't predict where fantasy points come from. The, there are certain times when you can, and and analysis, paying attention to the games, and understanding situational um, situations. That's how that's how we do it. That's how you can at least get somewhat predictive. You never know for sure, but we can edge ourselves in the right direction. And uh, again, teams that face great run defenses, they tend to throw a little bit more. You lose your running back, like what happened with the Chargers, a running back that was sucking up all the touchdowns. Now they're going to the pass catchers. So it's a really good scene for um, Keenan Allen here. We're going to drop him in there. I like a lot of other spots here as well. Jamar Chase, sure, why not? Um, Devontae Adams, like I said, love him. You know, he's great. Uh, Jalen Waddle, if he comes back from the concussion or whatever he had going on, um, good spot as well. So I don't mind plugging him in instead of Keenan Allen if we want to go with a bit more of a game stack concept. Um, yeah, Devontae Smith, always always kind of interesting. CeeDee Lamb, fine. Nondescript. These are nondescript. These games don't stand out. These game environments don't stand out. So I'm probably going to avoid most of these guys here. Mike Evans as well. Um, just, you know, they're fine. They're all... I don't know what to call them. neutral like Olave. Sure. Why not? But doesn't really explode off the page for me. Um, the one thing Olave is interesting with Jameis Winston uh, at the helm. That's interesting because, you know, Jameis is kind of a gunslinger and sure. Right. We'll even talk about Jameis Winston as a QB. Did I, did I mention Jameis? Where is his price? Yeah. 5,300 Jameis Winston is another one. Like if we needed a cheapy Jameis is, is certainly um, one of those guys that I, I think he'll be in my mix. So he'll make my 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 pick sheet this week. He'll make the cheat sheet. And, you know, it's, he won't be a core play, but he, he'll be in my mix. Um, continuing on. So, yeah, T. Higgins, no. Uh, again, good matchup, but 6,800 is stupid. And, uh, you know, for beating up Joe Burrow, and he's averaging 11 points per hour. I don't get it. Uh, Puka, you can go right back to Puka. At 6,700, I know it sounds expensive. It's not. Puka's great. Um, seven more targets this week. Uh, opposition literally did everything to take him out. Like the Bengals just focused on stopping Puka. Uh, week four, Cooper Cup not returning yet. So we got one more week until maybe the return of Tua. But I think Puka will be in my mix. Michael Pittman, I already said I like uh, Richardson. So Pittman is in the mix as well. I want to get to the cheapies, right? That's what everybody's looking for. Everybody knows who the studs are. You know, Tyreek Hill, Stefan Diggs. Uh, Jalen Waddle. It's not hard to figure out who the group is. Devontae Adams this week um, and Keenan Allen, right? But let's get to the cheapies that allow us to afford some of those studs. So we'll get there in a sec. But running on through the wide receiver group here. Um, Pittman again with Richardson, probably only on. I don't think it's a standalone play. Um, Godwin, no. Williams is out. Ayuk, questionable. Probably not going to go there even if he plays. Listen, we had a lot of Amari Cooper last week. It worked out really well. I don't mind going back to him if I have 6,100 to, to play with. So that's fine. Again, nondescript game, but that's fine. Baltimore is a team you really want to throw against. So fine. 
Um, Gabe Davis is perennially overpriced. He's one of the most overpriced players on the DraftKings system, right? And I'm not sure why, because he only gets four to seven targets per week, right? Four, four, seven. Every once in a while, he'll pop off. But even, even when he popped off here, it, like his great game, it wasn't that great. Like it was a 6, 12, 18, 24. You know, he's almost 4X to salary, but not quite. So Gabe Davis is GPP only, tournament only play. He's the most classic tournament only play, probably in all of um, DFS. He'll have pretty crappy scores most weeks. And then every once in a while, he'll get you like a 30. Good best ball guy. But the salary is just untenable for me most weeks. The Hopkins, no. Uh, Addison, you know, in the right matchups, sure, but not this one. Uh, DJ Moore, man, you know, I wish I could believe in Justin Fields at all, but I think DJ Moore is actually playable here. Denver is terrible. And at some point, Chicago is not going to be that horrible. Right. And DJ Moore has been fine most of these weeks. Although, yeah, I mean, he, he kind of touched down 19. He, he just hasn't popped off yet. One of these weeks, he's going to pop off. I know it's coming. Tutu Atwell is interesting, but at this point, 5,500, that salary's kind of floated a little too high for me. Pickens against Houston, very, very playable as well, 5,400. So he'll be in my mix. Um, not who I want to use here in this lineup. Nico Collins, though. So I, I wanted to pause and talk about Nico Collins, who has been spectacular uh, to start the season. Just tons of a dot, uh, tons of a dot, deep, deep ball guy. Um, had an off week this past week, only three targets, but coming off of 11 and nine the previous two weeks, and he's catching most of what's going his way. So I think this is the perfect time to go back to Nico. And now we're not going to use him here because this, the way the salaries are working out, it's it's not quite going to work for this lineup. But this is a good time to go back to Nico Collins. So he is absolutely in my player mix this week, and he should be in yours as well. Um, here we go. A couple other spots that I want to mention. Elijah Moore. Now, I'm not specifically targeting this game, but 7, 9, 9, the targets are there. The smash game is coming for Elijah Moore. It's coming at some point. So... Keep him in your mix. Again, he'll be in my mix this week at 4,700. Tank Dell, we can go back to that. Although, again, this week, I think I'm going to favor Nico Collins for just a couple hundred more over Tank Dell. Dell, we got a little lucky because the target volume wasn't as crazy as um, it, it was the week before anyway, but he just did a ton with it. So I think I'd rather play. Uh, I'd rather not chase that one and play um, Nico Collins from that game if I need to play one. Again, Adam Thielen, only really somebody I would have been interested in had we got on Thielen last week, by the way, when when Andy Dalton took over. And again, some of you guys in the comments were like, talk about how this guy is stupid and he thinks that the team's better with Dalton. I need to stop watching his videos. I don't how how I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> like really? I don't know what to say. Who are these people who comment? I love your comments. Keep them coming, by the way. I do love them. I read them all. Even your hate. I kind of like it, but I like it because listen, I'm going to make a ton of mistakes in these videos. We're going to be on a lot of players that don't work out. But what I'm trying to do is also discuss, go over some of the logic of why I think it's a good play. It's all good here. Um, but yeah, I just thought it was interesting. I love it when somebody rips on you for a call and then it works out. A little crowy. Um, 
All right, so continue on. There are some more cheapies that uh, that some salary savers, but Dell more fine in the in the four K range. Uh, nothing else here. No, 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 no. Yes, Josh Palmer, four K. This dude had big games last year when Mike Williams was out, and those were with Eckler. So now Eckler's gone, right? He's probably going to be out another week. So we get a heavy passing game um, script. Palmer, not that good of a player. Like, he's just okay. But in the context of a 4K player in a great game uh, situation, I, we could plug him in. Now, a lineup does not look good to me with Keenan Allen and Palmer in it. So, uh, at least one that doesn't have Herbert. So, this, I'm leaving him in here for now because I want to emphasize that I think he's a really, really good play, but we might have to swap him out just for the purpose of making a lineup that looks respectable. Let's see. Let's get to the tight end position. And a tight end, I'm going to, I need to go cheap here. You can see we only have 3,900 in salary left. So I'm going to talk through the position group, but for the most part, we are not going to be able to, we certainly aren't going to be able to spend up here. And there's not that many great spend up options anyway on the slate. Um, starting at the top, of course, Hawkinson has been fantastic. Most weeks, he's just put up a solid yeoman-like number. All good, 15, 25, last couple weeks, eight targets, nine targets, eight targets. I'll take a wide receiver that's getting eight or nine targets most weeks, so that's perfectly acceptable. Uh, Mark Andrews hasn't quite delivered this year yet, but who knows? George Kittle, not really somebody I'm interested in uh, most weeks. Uh, nine, nine average fantasy points per week. It's just not good enough uh, for the price. I don't like a lot of these tight ends. Tyreek Hill at 4,500. Taysom, I mean, what the fuck, right? Dallas Goddard, no. Averaging six fantasy points. Like, why am I doing that? Hunter Henry's not even really the number one tight end on his team. Um, Gusecki's in there just as much. I, I don't like that. I'm not paying up for that. So there's not a whole lot to love here at the tight end position. So I think my default is going to be, let's find a low cost one that if they do almost anything will be good. And the, the choice for me is Kylan Granson. I don't mind Durham Smythe or something like that as well. But, um, you know, he's got four or five, six targets per week. 3K player. I don't know. Um, so I plugged him in, right? I wanted to, though, I, I forgot to actually, at, at 4,800 really doesn't get us where we need to be anyway. But I did want to go through a few more wide receivers in the sub 4K range that I think are viable. I'm not sure if there's more than one, but there is one that I wanted to mention. There's probably two that I wanted to mention here, actually. So Rashid Shahid at 4K is an interesting tournament play with, with uh, Jameis Winston at the helm. Braxton Berrios would have been interesting if Waddle was still out, but he's he's probably not going to be out, so um, we can't really go there. Terrace Marshall, no, the but the, the the wide receiver I wanted to mention is Josh Downs, and and if you take a look at his targets, this might be this week's tank Dell. Um, the targets have been there, twelve targets last week against Baltimore. Uh, we five and seven targets, which is plenty for a thirty-five hundred dollar guy. These 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 games came with um, for the most part with Anthony Richardson at the helm. So Josh Downs here at 3,500 becomes 
a solid play. Now, because we did this and because Palmer and Keenan Allen don't really work together, we have a couple options. One is, can I get to Hill? Yes. This is what I wanted. This is what I wanted. Hold on. That's right. We nailed it. We nailed it here. Josh Allen, Stefan Diggs, Tyreek Hill. Boom. WR1, comeback stud. Two solid running back options. Listen, we might have to switch Madison out if we find out Cam Akers is the guy. But for now, leaving it in there. We got Palmer in there, underpriced wide receiver uh, in a game with a high total. We've got Granson and Downs from this Colts game. You know, this lineup can easily be adjusted to an Anthony Richardson lineup, right? Because he's got two pass catchers with him, and I got another 1500 to spend. Uh, now, I don't, you know, I prefer the other version, but it could easily convert to something like this, and we can upgrade one of these wide receiver uh, running back spots, no problem, right? This can also easily convert to a Tua lineup right here. Again, we get $800 left to spend, and we can kind of go a different way. Uh, in a couple different spots. So uh, a really flexible first look DraftKings lineup for you guys this week. I, I love it. Uh, I think I think we, we pretty much nailed that one. So I'm excited uh, about that. I'm excited for NFL Week 4. We got a ton of content coming out, as always, this week. Tournament Tactics on Fridays. We crush it with the boys. Um, of course, Showdown Breakdowns on Wednesdays. So make sure you subscribe to the channel. Hit that notification bell. And let us know in the comments who you're stacking up in your first look lineup this week. I'll see you guys next time.